RPN is not responsible for the views, actions, statements, or opinions of its guests, advertisers, or even its viewers. The information contained in this program is not to be confused with medical or legal advice. An appearance on this platform is not necessarily an endorsement. But as always, we encourage you to do your own research. Enjoy. Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome back to another exciting episode of Red Pill News Live. It's a dark day in America, my friends, when a judge, a lone rogue judge, without a jury, without consent of anyone else, can shut down one of the biggest corporations in this nation. The Trump Organization just received disturbing news in the last 24 hours. But what else should we expect? You see, President Trump is an existential threat to this bureaucratic nightmare we call the deep state. And they know The only way they can beat him is to play dirty. And that is exactly what they're doing. But it doesn't mean that President Trump is down for the count. Do me a favor. Please hit that like button. Please uh, share the show, if you would. Hit the red pill. Sincerely appreciate it. And guys, I can't tell you how important it is, uh, if you can, support the sponsors of this program because they make it possible for me to bring you this stuff. So sit back, relax, and grab your popcorn because we're going to be right back after this. Have you ever looked in the mirror and wondered why skin might look leathery as we age? Well, that's because our bodies slowly stop producing its most important nutrient required for skin health, collagen. And the result is our skin begins to get thicker, tougher, and have a a worn appearance. Now, this can be noticeable as much as 10% by each passing decade because that's the rate at which our bodies stop producing collagen. And this is why tens of thousands of people are turning to this amazing new substance to help replenish that diminishing but vital protein because it uses the top five critically important types of collagen to support your skin's elasticity, hydration, and to bring back a youthful glow. The best part is it tastes better and is more effective than the alternatives like bone broth. Plus, it's easy to blend into your favorite drink or meal of choice. And more importantly, you can save 53% off this month only. Plus, for a limited time, you're going to receive several free gifts, including free shipping, a 60-day satisfaction guarantee, free VIP live health and fitness coaching for life, and a free new ebook entitled The 14 Foods for Amazing Skin. And it's all at no extra cost to you. Simply go to healthwithredpill.com or just click the link in the description box below. This once-in-a-lifetime deal is going to sell out, so get in before you miss out. Once again, that's healthwithredpill.com. And when you support my sponsors, you support this channel. Uh, yes, PB&J, no, it's not me. And uh, I've said this a number of times on the show. So what scammers will do 
is they will copy the name of the channel, the Telegram channel, but that Telegram channel is not my personal Telegram account that I would use to message anybody. And I would bring you guys messages directly here on the program. Uh, or, you know, if you were going to be on the show, we would be contacting each other via email. Uh, but if you are getting messages from people on Telegram, I guarantee you they are Nigerian scammers or African scammers. They might be Chinese scammers. They're just trying to get you to give them some personal information. They ask you, oh, you know, how long have you been following my channel? But it's not me. Uh, and I won't reach out and just message random people. I, I have so much to do with the show. Uh, I'm not in the habit of just like messaging random people and saying, hey, let's chat. Um, because that's just, you know, it's outside of uh, uh, my, my time space, I guess, to say. Uh, so listen, if you want to write me, I would suggest you write me on my email address. It's redpill78 at proton.me or redpill78 at protonmail.com. They both will work. Uh, and uh, of course, you can also go through my website, redpill78news.com, because when you do that, there is a contact form. Uh, you can send me links to videos. Uh, if you have documents you want to send me, you can send me links to those too. You can't add attachments, so I'll need to reply to you. I will be replying from a Gmail address because for some reason, ProtonMail has uh, such good security, it won't accept the forwards coming from the, uh, uh, the contact form. Okay, so thank you very much for being here. Unfortunately, we begin with some disheartening news, but I just want to remind you that President Trump knew exactly what he was in for when he started this fight. He knew where this was going. He knew that the deep state would do everything within their power to try to destroy him, to destroy his business empire, and to stop him from coming back. He said it himself. If he would have just walked away, if he would have just said, I give up, I don't want to deal with this anymore, they would have let him be. They wouldn't be trying to put him in prison in four or five jurisdictions. They wouldn't be working to destroy his company, the Trump Organization, in the state of New York. They wouldn't be doing all of these dirty tricks. And I have to say, they wouldn't be making these decisions if it wasn't absolutely necessary for them. There's no other way they can win. And I don't believe they're going to be successful winning in this way because every time they make a move like this, the entirety of America turns around and says, I see you. I know exactly what you're doing. We know why you're doing this. It's because you're afraid of him, because you're afraid of us, because you're afraid that we, the people, are going to take the power back from you. We no longer consent to be governed by this illegitimate and illegal administration. We see what you're doing to President Trump, and it's a reflection of what you do to us on a daily basis. The difference is President Trump has money. He's got fame. He's got power. So he has more influence than us. Those of us with a small amount of influence, you try to destroy us too. But it doesn't matter. It's not going to make us quit. It's not going to make us back down. Because if we back down, if President Trump quits, there is no place for us to go. If America falls, the world falls. And I am not going to allow that to happen on my watch. And I know damn sure President Trump isn't going to allow it either. He will continue to fight. Now, this is one judge in one court in one corrupt jurisdiction. You better believe that President Trump is going to fight this 
with everything he has. Let's begin by saying, first of all, uh, thank you very much to Filter Dog One, who says they had to do something because of the two wire transfers from China. <laughs> yes, you are on to something, and I was definitely going to dis- discuss that today. It's one of the first things on the menu. Redeemed Patriot says, Wacky Wednesday. Uh, Red Gun 51, thank you for the cookie. Porpoiseful, thank you for the cookie. And Sean Joe, thank you for the cookie. I appreciate you guys. Thank you very much. For those of you who have liked the show, shared the show, I really appreciate it. And uh, that message that I gave you before the sponsor ad, please, uh, if you can, uh, consider s- supporting the sponsors of this program because they're really the ones that make it possible for me to do this. All of you do. But they're the ones who make sure that my bills get paid every single month. And without them, there is uh, a serious problem to be had. So please consider that. And thank you very much because there's a lot of them that you guys can go ahead and check out. All right. So yesterday it was announced that the judge who was overseeing this corrupt case brought by Letitia James, a racist and thoroughly corrupt uh, AG of New York, uh, he refused to dismiss this case. That's what President Trump was asking for. This lawsuit against President Trump alleges that Trump is liable for fraud, that he has uh, alternatively overinflated or underinflated the values of his properties, of his companies, uh, of of his assets. So Penny Whitbrot says, Nurse Penny here, Zach, are you concerned that Americans don't have the stomach for the investigations and charging of criminal politicians once Trump gets back in? That's why he didn't go after Hillary. I think the American public's sentiments towards that as a whole are pushing towards actual justice. I I don't think that we have to worry about the people of this country not having the stomach for what's necessary because we have witnessed exactly what happens when those people don't get what's coming to them, when justice is not served. And we've also watched as the judicial system of this country has been turned around and weaponized against people like us and people like President Trump. So, no, I'm not worried about it. I I think that once President Trump comes back into office, uh, that's going to be job one. It has to be because if he doesn't do that, then the people who worked to stop him before are still going to be there working to stop him again. This time, it's hardball. It's gloves off. It's game over. So this judge has ruled that President Trump committed fraud. Now, I don't believe he committed fraud. I don't think anybody here believes he committed fraud. But they claim he did while he was building his real estate empire. And, uh, of course, Judge Arthur N. Gorin, ruling yesterday in a civil suit brought by New York Attorney General Letitia James, found that President Trump and his company deceived banks, insurers, and others by massively overvaluing his assets and exaggerating his net worth on paperwork used in making deals and securing financing in this rule. This is now uh, going to move this case into a phase known as summary judgment. It resolves the key claim in Letitia James's lawsuit. However, there are additional uh, points, uh, sticking points that are ongoing. Now, uh, Ngoran is slated to hold a non-jury trial beginning on October 2nd. This is before deciding on those claims and any punishments that he plans to impose. But Letitia James is seeking $250 million in penalties. They want to bankrupt him. They want to make it so that he's unable to support himself, his family, to defend himself in all of these various jurisdictions, in these states and in the federal courts. 
Now, this trial could potentially last into December, uh, but essentially what it's done is, is it's shut down his business, his ability to do business in New York. Now, earlier this month when Letitia James was talking about this, she alleged that President Trump had overstated his net worth by billions of dollars in, in order to uh, get some loans, get insurance benefits and manipulate taxes. However, we've already seen President Trump's assets and he actually undervalued uh, the uh, the value of his property. But she said that between 2011 and 2021, he overstated his net worth. Uh, And as I said previously, we had learned that he had undervalued his assets. So when Letitia James announced this lawsuit in uh, September against President Donald Trump and his family, keep in mind, it's not just Trump. It's everybody in the Trump administration. Uh, This is now going to uh, cause him to potentially pay $250 million dollars. It's going to ban the Trumps from operating New York businesses for good. It's going to ban President Trump and the Trump organization from buying commercial real estate in New York for five years. And she says they'll be making a criminal referral to the Department of Justice. Now, from Letitia James' statement in September, she said, with the help of Donald Jr., Eric, Ivanka, and other defendants, Trump variously unlawfully inflated and deflated his net worth by billions of dollars to obtain and satisfy loans, get insurance benefits, and pay lower taxes. In short, he lied to gain massive financial benefits for himself. We found that Trump, his family, and the Trump org used fraudulent and misleading asset valuations over 200 times in 10 years on his annual financial statements. These statements were then used to obtain hundreds of millions of dollars in loans and insurance coverage. And and this is all a witch hunt in the same way it's been a witch hunt since the very beginning. Letitia James campaigned on taking down Donald Trump. Donald Trump used to be a loved person in the state of New York. He he was uh, just top of the heap, but now he's persona non grata because he dared to stand up to the deep state. So President Trump, of course, has responded. Um, with him being found liable for fraud, of course, he's going to have the opportunity to appeal. And I think that is the 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 hope that we need to hang our hats on, that certainly President Trump would as well. But I, I would gather that this is going to find its way uh, to the highest court in the land. Uh, so what Ngoran has ordered is that some of Trump's business licenses be rescinded as punishment for his unilateral decision that President Trump overinflated his assets. This is going to make it impossible for him to do business in New York, uh, and it would force him to continue to have an independent monitor to oversee the Trump organization operation. So somebody else is going to have to actually take care of the business. Now, if this does not win on appeal, President Trump is going to be stripped of his authority to make the strategic and financial decisions over some of his key properties in New York, as he would, as anybody else would, if they were running their business. Now, President Trump has responded. He said, my civil rights have been violated. And actually, this this is a uh, a pretty big statement. So I want to go through the whole thing because I think that uh, there we go. All right. The widespread radical attack against me, my family, and my supporters has now devolved to new un-American deaths at the hands of a deranged New York state judge doing the bidding of a completely biased and corrupt prosecutor, Letitia James, who ran for office based on a get Trump platform before even knowing anything about me. 
Today's action is a refutation of my status as the leading candidate for president of the United States, including with a substantial lead over Joe Biden. It is a terrible reminder that the radical left Democrats will stop at nothing in trying to prevent me and the American people from winning the 2024 presidential election. See, nothing like this has ever happened in history. In past elections, if a candidate was the front runner, then there was an unwritten rule. The DOJ, the FBI, nobody would go after them. And you'll find that there have been instances in the past where certainly that could have happened, where charges such as uh, treason or supporting terrorism in a material fashion could have been brought against people like Hillary Clinton, people like Joe Biden. Uh, or uh, don't forget about the Uranium One debacle uh, during the Obama administration when they transferred a large portion of our strategic reserves of, of uranium to the Russian government. Absolutely insane. Uh, and so now this is all about the dirty tricks. This is all about the subjugation. This is a warning. Make no mistake, a warning to the American people. Dare to stand up against us, and we will use every tool in our toolbox to make sure we destroy you. We thoroughly eviscerate you. We'll take your bank accounts and strip them. We'll take your businesses, your hard-earned, very fabric of your being, and we will destroy it. This is why we have to beat them. This is why we cannot stop. President Trump continues, regardless of party, we cannot let this happen in the United States of America. As my lead in the polls over Joe Biden continues to skyrocket, these corrupt and highly political prosecutors and judges are getting more and more desperate and dangerous. We are rapidly becoming a communist country, and my civil rights have been taken away from me. The New York State Attorney General went before a highly politicized Democrat judge who refused allowing the case to go to the commercial division where it belonged to simply rule, despite all of the evidence to the contrary, that I committed fraud, which is both ridiculous and untrue. As an example, this Democrat operative valued Mar-a-Lago, the most spectacular and valuable property in Palm Beach, Florida, to be worth as low as $18 million, when in actuality, it could be worth as much as 100 times that, we're talking about billions of dollars that Mar-a-Lago should be valued at. And yet this judge who never went to Mar-a-Lago, who never set foot outside of that dank, dingy New York state courtroom with a swipe of a pen declared that President Trump had committed fraud because he accurately valued his home in Palm Beach. He even he hated everything about me at a level that I have never seen even beyond the hatred of that displayed by Letitia James. There was no trial, no jury for the supposed wrongdoing of fully paying back sophisticated Wall Street banks in full with interest, with no defaults, and with no victims. President Trump has never defaulted on a loan. President Trump has never done anything but borrow money and pay it back. He is the pinnacle, the shining example of what you want to be in business. Letitia James, this judge, this Democrat judge, this is the greatest example of what you don't want to be. These banks were represented by the largest, most sophisticated law firms in the country. Don't you think they would have looked into President Trump's specific valuations of his assets? 
considering how much money he was going to be borrowing, wouldn't they have said, you know, hey, we think that Mar-a-Lago is actually worth a lot less. So we're actually going to charge you less for the insurance, and we're only going to be able to lend you this much money. You can't get one over on Wall Street banks, okay? The only way that you get one over on them is if you're part of the industry and they're willfully allowing you to screw them. They wouldn't have done that with President Trump. They never did that with President Trump. This is Democrat political lawfare and a witch hunt at a level never seen before. It is an attempt to badly injure the opposing party's leading, by far, political candidate. Nothing like this has ever happened in our country before. My civil rights have been violated, and some appellate court, whether federal or state, must reverse this horrible, un-American decision. If they can do this to me, they can do this to you. And this is the ultimate point of it. It's not just an indictment of President Trump. It's not just an attempt to tear him down, to destroy his business. They want to destroy all your businesses. You, you have engaged in wrong think. You have dared to support a political candidate that they deem to be unfit. Someone who would stand up to the bullying, stand up to the criminality, stand up to the absolute devastating corruption that they engage in on a daily basis. And in the same way they have turned more people towards President Trump with their criminal indictments, this case right here has done the exact same. I was on Twitter last night reading the comments of people, and you had morons with blue hair who were hooping and hollering, so excited, couldn't wait, couldn't wait for President Trump's civil rights to be set aflame. And then you had intelligent level-headed Americans who didn't even like Trump, but were saying that now as a result of this, they're going to vote for him because this is unfair. This is one of the most egregious examples of lawfare in America. We've never, ever witnessed something along these lines, and hopefully we never witness it again. But as I've said before, we are a long ways off from 2024. Uh, yes, yes, you would have been uh, asleep earlier today, Vector. No big deal. That's why there's replays. So at the same time that we've got all of these investigations going on in against Donald Trump, his opponent who would lose at the ballot box if our election system was fair and if uh, it w the election was held today, Joe Biden, uh, he's actually been under investigation for a lot longer than we realized, uh, to a much greater degree than we had realized as well. But as we all know, he controls the Justice Department. His deep state cronies control the Justice Department. Joe Biden may be, he may be holding a title, okay? But we all know he's not the one calling the shots. He certainly is going to be there to uh, answer for his own crimes and uh, to direct these agencies how to proceed. But turns out that federal prosecutors and FBI agents have significantly widened the investigation into the handling of classified documents by Joe Biden. Now, prosecutors and agents from special counsel Robert Hur's office have interviewed as many as 100 witnesses, and that includes Secretary of State Anthony Blinken, that wax figure looking guy who said the other day that President Trump makes or excuse me, that President Biden makes his own decisions. We clearly know that was not true. 
Uh, And uh, during this investigation uh, over the past nine months, I think they have come to learn that the problem of Joe Biden mishandling classified documents was far wider than anyone wanted to admit. We had some of these interviews conducted as late as this past September, so in in recent weeks, and we also had some interviewees uh, even have to follow up and come back for additional interviews. Now, Uh, Authorities likely have gathered information regarding the careless nature of Joe Biden's handling of this classified material uh, during his time as vice president. It could even stretch back further than that. But witnesses have reportedly said that the removal of documents appeared to be a mistake rather than criminal activities. So how do we know? How how do we know? I I mean, uh, I'd like to know exactly what Joe Biden took, uh, exactly you know, what it was relating to. Uh, And then I'd like to know what happened with foreign nations that maybe could have used that uh, information that Joe Biden was so sloppy with. So HERS office has been accessing and investigating documents dating back to the very earliest days of Barack Obama's administration and Joe Biden's tenure in the Senate. So uh, this federal probe is, uh, as far as right now is concerned, not going anywhere. Now, Since they're looking so far back uh, and we have a special counsel that's actually doing the investigating, I can only hope that uh, they wait until Joe Biden's not president anymore to bring charges against him. Uh, Because if there's anybody who deserves to feel the sharp stick of the U.S. justice system, then it would be Joe Biden. Um, But uh, reportedly, these witnesses have been questioned about Joe Biden and his aides uh, procedures for handling these classified materials. And that includes uh, things stored uh, from documents. We also have uh, note cards where information was written, briefing books where notes were taken. They're also looking at emails going back to 2010. uh, And they're asking witnesses for the context of some of the contents in these emails and reportedly asking about Joe Biden's use of safes, And cabinets as well. So specifically, where was he actually hiding this stuff? Now, we know that his lawyers found 10 classified documents at the University of Pennsylvania's Penn Biden Center on November 2nd of last year. That is what led to the FBI search. They found more documents at his Delaware home uh, on December 20th, on January 11th, on January 12th, and on January 20th. Uh, His attorneys did not announce the discovery of the first tranche of documents until January, uh, even though they had discovered it just before the midterm elections. Is it any surprise that they didn't want that information to get out? They didn't want the American people to know that Joe Biden had done much worse than what they were accusing President Trump of doing. So ever since her has been appointed special counsel January 12th, um, we have uh, had this ongoing investigation taking place in the background. Uh, And uh, while that's been happening, President Trump has continued to be vilified. Uh, He has had his business and his personal life uh, turned upside down, and this is why it's so vitally important that we support him. Uh, There was somebody in the chat earlier uh, suggesting that we weren't going to have an election. Uh, I don't know if we're going to have an election or not. Uh, I've said before on the channel that I I wouldn't be surprised if uh, we didn't have an election. Uh, I would be shocked If they didn't come out with a pandemic 2.0 or some uh, grand gesture requiring a shutdown of everything, 
But if and when that happens, that gives the American people an opportunity to stand up and say enough is enough. We will no longer accept this type of treatment. So bring it on, I say. Bring it on. Because we're going to bring President Trump back one way or another. You can bet your ass on that. S. Jones, thank you very much, says thank you for all you do, Zach. Uh, You guys, I also wanted to let you know that if you donate on Ko-Fi now while I'm on the air – There will actually be a notification that shows up on my screen, and you'll see it here. Uh, I've got uh, a a little video of President Trump dancing, and then it'll put your name on the screen as well. So uh, if anybody wants to give it a shot, let me know. Uh, Right now, you can see the donations from uh, Rumble. It shows up in the colored bars on the Rumble chat. And then, of course, we have the gold pills, uh, which are absolutely not showing up. I'm really glad that I stopped to. to check that out. Hold on. Let me see if I can fix this. That's not it. There we go. Okay. And yes, we just had a gold pill coming through from CL Goober. Uh, thank you very much to NetFolks1, also Redeemed Patriot, FilterDog1, and CL Goober. Uh, and FilterDog1 also dropped a can on top of those co- cookies. I appreciate it. So yeah, uh, you know, to some people, this may seem like a fruitless endeavor. You know, what does it matter? You know, why would you bother to be enraged about this? Why would you bother to try to to tell people about it? Uh, why would you bother supporting President Trump? <laughs> you know, I, I could I could be a hundred percent informed about my impending death. I could know the date, I could know the time, I can know the exact manner in which I was gonna die. But nothing is gonna stop me from living. And nothing is going to stop me from continuing to fight to try to save this country. Now, if you've got a better idea on how to do it, you present that. Make a video. Make a post online. Tell people what you suggest they do. My suggestion is and always has been activism in the conservative community. Heck, that screw that. Just activism among Americans as well. Not simply the right. We need people on the right and the left, both who understand what's at stake. As difficult as it is for some people to believe, not everybody on the left who identifies as a liberal or even a Democrat is some blue-haired leftist radical. We have more in common than we have apart from each other. We're all Americans. We all have a country that's teetering on the brink, on the precipice. And if we don't do something, if we don't work to unseat this illegal and illegitimate regime, our nation will fall. And that's not what we want. That's not the future any of us want. I don't believe personally that that's going to happen. And so based upon my belief, I continue to soldier on. I continue to move forward as difficult as it is some days because it's not always easy. Sometimes you wake up and you look at the news and you see, God, why? Why are you making us go through this? Why is this the world that you've chosen for us? But I truly believe that everything is a lesson. S. Jones, 39, it worked. Thank you very much. Uh, hold on, but where? Oh, man, President Trump isn't didn't show up. Hang on. I got to get this ready for the next one because uh, President Trump, there we go. All right, so the next time, hey, there it is. (laughs) I did it. I did it. I love you, Donald Trump. (laughs) 
He's a great man. He's a great man. And uh, yeah, yeah. So I appreciate his bravery. Uh, He inspired me. He inspired me to do this. And that's why I love him. Uh, All right. So we have to move forward. We have to continue to fight. We can't afford to rest on our laurels. We have to do as much as we possibly can in our personal lives, in our communities. We cannot stop moving forward because anytime we stop, they're going to push us back five feet because they don't stop. They've got an apparatus at play. It's well-funded, trained. These people are diabolical. They know exactly what they're doing. And we need to play at the same level as them. So the big news per filter dog one, if I'm not mistaken, uh, hold on. Was that you? Yes. Uh, That broke yesterday was that while Hunter Biden was receiving payments from the Chinese Communist Party, from his Chinese business associates, two of those payments were sent to the home address of one Joseph Robinette Biden. I mean – You know, we can't necessarily assume that Joe was getting payments directly from these CCP linked companies. But I'll tell you what, the insinuation sure is there. The insinuation is definitely suggested, especially by the House Oversight Committee, which announced this information. So, yeah, do I think it's a coincidence that the day after a corrupt New York Democrat judge gives President Trump the worst uh, news of his uh, uh, of his of his business career. No, there's no coincidence here. So you want to know what the other thing is? Well, OK, so you might say you might say, well, Hunter Biden used his father's address as his home address. We know that we've learned that from the laptop. But it's not as simple as that. These Chinese associates of Hunter Biden sent more than a quarter million dollars, $250,000 or more worth of wires. And they listed Joe Biden's Delaware home as the beneficiary address. Now, Hunter was paid $10,000 by his Chinese business associate Wang Shin on July 26, 2019, and then $250,000 by Chinese business associate Jonathan Lee on August 2nd of 2019. This is, of course, while Joe Biden was the front runner the Democrat frontrunner for president. Now, the House Oversight Committee has found that Joe Biden's, hey, thank you very much, Nurse Penny. You're the best. I appreciate you. Uh, They have found that Joe Biden's Delaware home address was listed as the beneficiary on both of those wires. Now, his presidential campaign uh, for 2020 was announced before the payments were made to his home address. Now, Hunter Biden at one time was living with his father. He at one time was using that address. And that's one of the reasons that we were, uh, you know, so aghast at the fact that Joe Biden was uh, uh, as careless as he was with classified documents because Hunter Biden, a known crack addict uh, and essentially an agent of the Chinese Communist Party himself, uh, was free to come and go. Uh, But at the time that these wires were sent, Hunter Biden was living in Hollywood. He was living in Los Angeles. Uh, Devin Archer testified back in July that Joe Biden actually had coffee with one of the people who sent the wires. That was Lee. That's the one that Joe Biden met for coffee in Beijing. Now, uh, he also wrote a a letter of recommendation for Lee's daughter uh, for a college application. 
So who was Lee? He was the CEO of BHR Partners. That was that joint business venture with Hunter Biden's investment firm, Rosemont Seneca, and the Chinese capital investment firm, Bohai Capital. So these bank records have now been released. It shows the Biden family and their business associates receiving, of course, more than $20 million from Ukraine, Russia, China, Romania, and Kazakh, all oligarchs in these various nations. And now we have another quarter million dollars or more that was sent. Uh, They are estimating currently $24 million. As I said yesterday, they're actually guesstimating that it's probably going to be closer to another $50 million dollars up on top of that. But these bank records don't lie. And that's exactly what the House Oversight Committee has said. In 2020, Joe Biden told the American people that he had never received any money from China. Well, now we know with 100% certainty that that was a lie. Joe Biden did, in fact, receive more than a quarter of a million dollars from China. The first one, interestingly enough, $10,000. Why do you think that would be? Why would they send a small amount first and then a larger amount after that? Well, they have to test the wire. They want to make sure that they've got the correct amount of money in there. And what's another $10,000 on top of a quarter of a million? It's nothing. It's pocket change. Could make a big difference in somebody's life. Probably us, but, uh, but not for Joe Biden. That was simply just a drop in the bucket. So now we know that Joe Biden has received payments directly from China. We knew that earlier this year he would prove to be lying about receiving money from a whole host of places. But these two wires came out of Beijing. They went to Joe Biden's address. He was listed as the beneficiary while he was running for president. Joe Biden receiving money from China, from Chinese Communist Party linked assets at the same time he's running for president of the United States. Also, one of them happening to be a former or I guess current at that time business associate of his son, somebody who he had coffee with, somebody he wrote a letter of recommendation for their children. You don't just write a letter of recommendation for somebody that you don't know. I mean, Joe Biden obviously had a relationship with these Chinese business associates. And Joe Biden has clearly for decades, perhaps the entirety of his career abused the power of his public office. And while abusing it, he has enriched himself. He has enriched his family. He has sold out America. He traded policy for money. And all of it threatens national security. Probably no more than the relationship he had with communist China. I'd like to know what the Bidens did with this money. What were they actually getting paid for? Why was it, considering the fact that Lee and Hunter were engaged in a business relationship. If it's for business purposes, it would have went into a BHR account. It wouldn't have gone directly to an account linked to Joseph Robinette Biden. So this is clearly something that's going to come up in the upcoming impeachment hearings. And certainly it was announced ahead of this inquiry, which is going to begin tomorrow. We've got the House Oversight Committee. We've got the Judiciary Committee. We've got the Ways and Means Committee, all of them are going to continue to look into the crimes of the Biden family. So Hunter, again, was also in business with the Chinese firm CEFC, China Energy, and then the state energy HK, 
We've got bank records. We've got emails. We've got the IRS witness testimony. We've got Hunter's failed guilty plea. And we've got the emails from his abandoned laptop, which he is eagerly attempting to get shut down right now. He's suing the IRS. He's suing Rudy Giuliani. He's suing Garrett Ziegler. Who else is he going to sue? Hunter also created another business entity that we've talked about before, Hudson West 3. That was with a CEFC associate and his uncle, James Biden. That one brought in roughly $1 million for that younger Biden in 2017. That's part of his guilty plea. Now, his guilty plea also confirms he spent the summer of 2019 in California. This was after he married his current wife and, of course, after or rather before the payments were made to Joe Biden's Delaware address. So this is uh, obviously a, a very big deal. This is a massive lie being told by a resident of the United States. Uh, of course, during the presidential debate of 2020, when Joe Biden denied conclusively that he or his son had ever made any business from China, any money from China, Joe had actually met with associates of the CEFC company, the Chinese energy company, with Hunter Biden in May of 2017. We also have Rob Walker, another former business associate of the Bidens. He told the FBI in an interview that was actually brought to our attention by whistleblower Gary Shapley from the IRS. He confirmed that Walker's statements about the CEFC meeting when he testified publicly in July. Now, Shapley also released an apparently threatening text message, which you may remember. He said, I'm sitting here with my father, and we would like to understand why the commitment has not been fulfilled. Tell the director that I would like to resolve this now before it gets out of hand, and now means tonight. I will make certain that between the man sitting next to me, his father, and every person he knows— Everybody in Washington, D.C., and my ability to forever hold a grudge, crackheads don't forget, that you will regret not following my direction. I'm sitting here waiting for the call with my father, clearly indicating that Joe Biden was involved in whatever scummy business dealings Hunter Biden was engaged in right there. So the House Ways and Means Committee, the Judiciary Committee, the Oversight Committee, they are leading the impeachment inquiry into Joe Biden. All of it related to his son's foreign business dealings and, of course, uh, supplanted by the IRS witness testimony and, uh, of course, accusing the Department of Justice of giving special treatment to the Biden crime family uh, so that they would never have to worry about anything. We've got guns and drugs and taxes, and this is going to make for a rather raucous impeachment inquiry. I'm sincerely looking forward to it. And I have to say, uh, while they're attempting to paint President Trump as some sort of criminal mastermind to see Hunter Biden and Joe Biden completely put on blast for the crimes they've committed, it's absolutely delicious. Okay, so when we come back, we're going to talk about the White House's response to this new information, which we can prove with bank records and is part of the record as the impeachment inquiry. We'll be right back after this. You know, a lot of people don't understand that digestive issues are frequently caused by a toxin that's present in virtually all of the, quote, healthy foods scientists have been telling us to eat with their fraudulent food pyramid for the longest time. 
And according to Dr. Gundry, who is a world-renowned cardiologist and best-selling author, it's these toxins that cause the issues so many people face. Millions of people nationwide are living in agony every single day. And the warning signs include weight gain, fatigue, digestive discomfort, stiff and achy joints, and even skin problems. And you see, Dr. Gundry explains these side effects are often mistaken for the normal signs of aging because they usually develop over a matter of years. You see, this is progressive. In some cases, it even takes decades. And because we've been lied to, you probably have no idea that the damage to your digestive system is likely caused by these health foods, and it's far from normal. Now, the good news is you can fix this yourself from the comfort of your own home. It's really very simple. You just have to know which foods are actually healthy and which foods contain this hidden toxin. So you can find out for yourself by clicking the link in the description below. GutCleanseProtocol.com forward slash Zach. Once again, that's gutcleanseprotocol.com forward slash Z-A-K. Because after years of research, Dr. Gundry has decided to release an informative video to the public, totally free and uninterrupted, showcasing exactly which foods you need to avoid. So once again, click the link in the description below to visit gutcleanseprotocol.com forward slash Zach and find that free video. You're going to thank me for it because it's totally free. And when you support my sponsors, you support this channel. All right, welcome back, and it looks like Good Dog 45 dropped a donation as well. Thank you so much. I sincerely appreciate it. It's awesome to see that working. It's been a long time since I've been able to have live donations on screen in this format because obviously when I got deleted from all those various platforms, Twitch, YouTube, etc., uh, they just don't make them for these alternate platforms. Hopefully sometime soon they'll be able to do it for Rumble and hopefully that the good guys at Pills at Pilled will be able to do it as well. So, I wanted to have a clip of uh, Gwen Stefani's song, uh, It's Bananas, B-A-N-A-N-A-S, but I neglected to get that set up before we began. But that is the quote from the White House chief propaganda officer. He says that it's bananas, uh, and he laughs and says that it's uh, laughably false. So, Ian Sams, that's this guy you see on screen right there. He posted a statement Wednesday morning that is just so incredibly gut-busting. It's amazing that he represents the White House in a legal sense. He blamed the pandemic, which started in China in late 2020 and did not hit the U.S. until 2021, for Hunter using his father's address for the 2019 wire transfers from China. He said, imagine arguing, imagine them arguing that if someone stayed at their parents' house during the pandemic, listed it as their permanent address for work, and got a paycheck, the parents somehow also worked for the employer. It's bananas. Yet this is what extreme House Republicans have sunk to. Extreme House Republicans, there's nothing extreme about this. We're talking about the first family having been co-opted by the Chinese Communist Party. I am shocked and amazed that this isn't a bigger deal to some people. Now, to Ian Sams, I think he knows exactly how big of a deal this is. This is the kind of stuff that ends your career. This is the kind of stuff that gets you impeached. So Washington Examiner reporter Sarah Bedford noted that in Hunter's memoir uh, has him living in California at the time. That means we've got multiple sources of Hunter's own words suggesting that he wasn't living with his father in 2019. I mean, co coronavirus, that wasn't even on anybody's lips in 2019. 
By the time these wires were sent in late summer 2019, Hunter Biden was married and living with his new young wife in California, according to his memoir. He was not living at his dad's house. Uh, So the Oversight Committee, of course, is definitely getting as much out of this as they can, and I hope they continue to do so. There really is no defense for any of this stuff. President Trump continues to be vindicated, okay? The people know he's innocent, while at the same time, those same people continue to turn against Joe Biden. They know he is guilty as sin, and Joe Biden simply does not have the support of the American people. Now, case in point, President Trump, tonight is a historic speech to the UAW in Clinton Township, Michigan, while the uh, second Republican debate is going to be waging. Uh, President Trump announced that rather than participating in that debate, he would go and talk to the people who are on strike. Now, uh, the there was a strike in Hollywood. I guess that one ended, or at least one of the unions uh, ended. I could care less uh, about that one. But the United Auto Workers are important uh, because, first of all, they've been jerked around, okay? They've been absolutely taken advantage of because Democrats just assume they're going to continue to vote for them. But here we are, and Joe Biden shows up at the picket line merely as a reaction to President Trump's announcement that he's going to go deliver remarks to them while the GOP debate is on. So what this means is that every United Auto Worker— Uh, that might have otherwise been watching the debates, they're going to be watching President Trump speaking to them. President Trump, who uh, nearly single-handedly saved the American auto industry, only for Joe Biden to turn around and take a big dump on the hood. Uh, Now, we have thousands of UAW members on strike, and uh, many are very afraid about Joe Biden's Green New Deal and uh, the the cause uh, of their... The, the cause of their anxiety is because many of their jobs are being pushed out, and instead these co- auto companies are being forced to build these green vehicles. And in order to hit price uh, uh, controls, they've got to build them as cheap as possible. And the, the first thing that goes – it's not their bonuses. I'm going to give you a, a big clue here. It's not the bonuses of the executives. They still get paid tens of millions of dollars. No, it's the people who actually build the products that you end up buying. Uh, now, we've got Stellantis, Ford, and General Motors uh, with Joe Biden heading to the picket line and telling these people that he believes they should be getting uh, four-day work weeks and a 40% raise. Uh, it's not done much uh, to ingratiate him in the minds of these auto workers. Instead, people continue continue to support President Trump. The UAW is moving further and further away from the Democrats. They are no longer part of that machine. Here we have some statements from that UAW picket line uh, discussing their feelings about the situation. Uh, And uh, this is specifically how they feel about Joe Biden's push. Message for the president about his push for electric vehicles. Here we go. His forced transition to electric vehicles. Talk all day about research and all of that, but to see us here, seeing what we do, and see that we mean, we, we stand behind these companies. We have been the backbone of these companies for so long, trying to push us out to these electric vehicles. That's not, it won't last. You know, we, we're hard work. We have families. We need this. Those on the picket lines had a message for. So the message that they have for Joe Biden is that 
This push for electric vehicles will not be successful. It will not last. Have you guys taken a look at the price of electric vehicles? Anybody here have an extra $100,000 to spend on a new Ford Lightning? I know I sure as hell don't. I don't know anybody who does. Paul the Deplorable says, I bet Hollywood would go back on strike if Sound of Freedom 2 came out tomorrow. They'd go back on strike just to stop Sound of Freedom 2 from being made. So here we have new foot additional footage rather of UAW workers talking about how they're losing money because these are non-union jobs that are being used to build these uh these automobiles let's take a listen for him to be doing this because he's selling out these workers to China who makes the electric vehicle batteries New York Times acknowledged that this is going to accelerate the decline of unionized work because Electric vehicles require less parts, less assembly. The automakers don't want this. Ford's losing nearly 60000 per electric vehicle sold. The American Ooh. people don't want it. There's not a demand there. Only 6% of car sales in 2022 were electric vehicles. So the only one who wants this is China. So he's not Scranton Joe that stands with the unions. He's China Joe who stands with China. Nice. So that's Exactly. And even if they get battery factories here in America, like they're trying to do in Michigan, It's going to create a handful of jobs. It's not really going to make a dent at all. And people like these ladies are not going to be able to feed their families. But of course, maybe that is the point. That's exactly what they're trying to do because they don't care about you. They want you dead. They want to destroy this country and they want to destroy the best part of it, which is the citizens of this country. This country wouldn't even exist if it wasn't for the American people. And they know that. They know that if they're going to control things at the end of the day, they have to make our lives unlivable. Take this as an example. Case in point, we have a 95-year-old veteran who lived in New York City. Uh, He's now homeless because the nursing home he was living in forced him out so that he could give his room to an illegal alien. This man fought for our country, put his life on the line to ensure your freedom, to ensure the freedom of people like Joe Biden, because Joe didn't fight, and now finds himself without a place to live. Let's take a listen, see how he feels. It was very disgraceful what they did to the people in Island Shores. They gave us time to get out, but they never said when. And they never said they were going to get us out. And then one day, there's a thing on the board, a notice on the board. You got to be out by March 15th. I think that gave us like a month and a half to find out where we're going to go. I thought my suitcases were going to be on the curb because I'm not that fast. If it wasn't for my daughter, they would have been on the curb. <laughs> but that's what it happened. And uh, that was it. I said, no, 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 you're not moving me. And they said, yes, 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 we are. And it, uh, everything was done behind closed doors. Yeah. And we didn't have a chance to actually make any attempt to stop them because there wasn't enough time. This is so heartbreaking. This absolutely slays me. You know, I I don't know how he maintains such a cheery disposition because this is 
probably the most difficult thing he's ever had to go through in his life. 95 years old, you're shoved out onto the street, told to just get out because we got to give your room to a freaking illegal, to somebody who doesn't even belong here, to somebody who's not a citizen of this nation, certainly somebody who didn't fight to defend its freedom. It's horrible. Absolutely disgusting. And take a look at this. This is an example of the type of people who are working to put patriots away. Down here in Tampa, we had this event that took place, a bit of road rage. Man by the name of Patrick Scruggs. Uh, He was the one who led the prosecution of Adam Johnson. He was the, the lectern guy from January 6th. Now, I'm not saying Adam Johnson wasn't a moron, okay? He definitely did something stupid by going inside the Capitol and carrying that lectern around, all right? But, you know, they went after him. They made sure to make an example out of him. Uh, And uh, Nancy Pelosi obviously didn't care for it as well. But Patrick Scruggs was involved in a road rage incident here. Here's a picture of Mr. Johnson right there. Patrick Scruggs was involved in a road rage incident. And uh, here, you know what? I'll just uh, I'll play the clip. Because this is the kind of people that are working for the deep state. And first tonight, the Howard Franklin Bridge is moving after parts of the bridge were closed following a crash and stabbing this morning. This is video from earlier. Troopers say a man and his wife stopped to help a driver slumped over in his car in the travel lanes, but couldn't get into his car. So they went to get something to break a window. And that's when troopers say the man woke up, drove forward, and crashed into the couple's car. They say he then tried to get around them, but hit another car passing by. Investigators say that driver, Patrick Scruggs, then pulled over and started stabbing the man. Troopers say the couple tried to intervene, but Scruggs then came at them. A passing St. Pete police officer then pulled over to detain Scruggs and help the man. Scruggs was later arrested by FHP troopers. He now faces multiple charges, including aggravated battery and aggravated assault. So uh, the man. So Patrick Scruggs, like a drunk driver or a guy on heroin or something, drove into his car. And he gets out and his response is to start stabbing the guy who hit his car. Like, what, did you not have insurance, Patrick? I mean, what was it, an Alfa Romeo or a, 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 I don't know, a, a Vantage or something? I don't know what it was, man, but that's just totally unhinged, absolutely unhinged. And uh, Evil Ken, uh, that guy with the Confederate flag, he was a registered Democrat. He was a Fed plant. Uh, that was not somebody that was on our side. Uh, so Patrick Scruggs is uh, definitely, definitely looking at some hard time here. He's 38 years old. He worked for the U.S. Attorney's Office down here from 2013 to 2023. And in May, he joined a private law firm in Atlanta, Barnes and Thornburg. Uh, he, of course, is probably not going to be working there anymore. His uh, website profile describes him as a seasoned litigator and investigator with experience in various practice areas of law. I guess they forgot to inform him about aggravated assault and attempted murder. So according to the press release that was released about this, uh, this man was driving a sedan south on I-275. He and his 43-year-old wife noticed that there was a vehicle stopped in the travel lane. They got out. 
They tried to help him. Uh, he was totally passed out, so they tried to break the window. When they did, he, boom, drove forward. He hit them. He hit another car. That happened to be Patrick Scruggs. That guy then got out of the car and began to stab the man who was having some sort of an episode. Uh, so the lectern guy, <laughs> that's his name on Twitter. Meet the guy who prosecuted me in Tampa for walking in a building on January 6th. My crimes were so egregious that he demanded I wear an ankle monitor, be drug tested at random, surrender my passports, be restricted to the middle district of Florida and given a nightly curfew. Oh, what sweet justice. So Scruggs has been released on $65,000 bail. He's got the charge of uh, armed uh, burglary, aggravated assault and aggravated battery with a deadly weapon. Now, the victim, the man who was stabbed, he was taken to the hospital, but he does not have serious, uh, a.k.a. life threatening injuries. Absolutely insane. This is the kind of people that work for the deep state. All right. Now, the saga of the Canadian Parliament's standing ovation for a real live Nazi war criminal continues on. Anthony Rota, who was the speaker who introduced him uh, and who Justin Trudeau gave full blame for the events that took place, he has now resigned uh, his position. Uh, this scandal of recognizing and applauding, giving a standing ovation to a man who turned out to be an SS Waffen soldier from Ukraine uh, is not going to go away anytime soon. I'm sure that uh, Justin Trudeau is hoping that with the resignation of this man in the Canadian Parliament, Anthony Rhoda is going to take this problem with him. He has apologized. He's taken responsibility. Uh, and so today uh, he is resigning as speaker. Now, the only thing is he's still going to be an MP. He's not actually leaving the Canadian Parliament. He's just leaving that job. Uh, so the Associated Press reported the Speaker of Canada's House of Commons resigned Tuesday for inviting a man who fought for a Nazi military unit during World War II to Parliament to attend a speech by the Ukrainian president. Oh, also, I forgot to say there was somebody whose name I saw that said this is the first live stream they've ever been on with us. And I just wanted to say thank you to them for hanging out with us. Uh, where is it? It was... It was before Paul... It was during the commercial. That's why it's so far back. I sh red, red, red Rum. Red Rum K41. Red Rum K41. Thank you very much for hanging out with us. I hope that you are enjoying the show. Uh, okay, so here's the thing. He claims he invited this, uh, this guy to the parliament. He claims it was his idea. But guess what? It turns out that Volodymyr Zelensky issued a postage stamp uh, which they put the picture of this guy uh, on it. Uh, he issued a postage stamp um, on Monday, which is like, you know, immediately after this occurred. So it looks like potentially Zelensky actually set the whole thing up. Um, Zelensky must have talked to Justin Trudeau because that's who actually invited Zelensky in. Uh, and uh, he must have known exactly who this guy was because after the whole thing blew up in their faces, I mean, why would he make a postage stamp celebrating a current photograph of this guy who was clearly a Nazi war criminal? The stamp even says heroes don't die on it. 
The other weird thing is that Zelensky, of course, is a Jew. So he invited a Nazi war criminal to the same event he was attending, uh, and then he puts his face on a postage stamp, all the while knowing exactly who this guy was. I mean, this puts Justin Trudeau and the Canadian government in a really awkward position, uh, and it shows that uh, Zelensky and the Ukrainians are willing to fight with Nazis. I mean, they initially, remember when we started talking about this? I mean, years ago, we said, oh, you know, there's Nazis in Ukraine. Uh, they denied it. They told us we were conspiracy theorists. And then eventually they were like, okay, well, there's some far right soldiers in Ukraine. Okay, well, there's some Nazis in Ukraine. Okay, well, the Ukrainian special forces, they're all Nazis. So Canada lauds this guy, do the standing ovation, the postage stamp comes out. It totally blows up in their faces. This one guy has to uh, resign his post. And uh, Justin Trudeau comes out and says that, oh, gosh, you know, this was a, a big mistake. Uh, I, I tend to believe that uh, Zelensky basically tricked Justin Trudeau into having this guy show up and actually, um, uh, uh, you know, be there with him. Uh, but um, – <laughs> here is here is a uh, close up of this postage stamp. Uh, you know, I, I suppose we won't know if it's real unless we can get our hands on some. Uh, but uh, this is definitely something that I'm going to be looking uh, to see if I can find online. Uh, absolutely ridiculous. Now, in addition to that story, the Polish government has announced that they will officially be extraditing this former SS soldier. Uh, the same one that we just discussed. Now, <laughs> Nazigate is what they're calling it. Uh, and uh, with Anthony Roda giving up his position, with Justin Trudeau apologizing, the only thing that's left to do is for the Polish government uh, to extradite him to Poland and to try him for war crimes. Uh, so this is uh, certainly something that is now on its way to happening officially. And uh, I tend to believe that this is uh, a good thing. Uh, Polish Minister Zarnek is going to be responsible for this initiative to extradite extradite Hunka, uh, and he is a member of Poland's ruling law and justice department, justice party, uh, and is a conservative who got reelected last year on a platform condemning the LGBT ideology. Uh, he apparently is a controversial figure in Poland. Uh, he's got a history of coming under fire for making anti-LGBTQ comments, uh, and last year they forced him to retract a statement linking the LGBTQ rights movement with Nazism. But now that Justin Trudeau was just found uh, to giving a standing ovation to a Nazi uh, and who is an open supporter of the LGBTQI plus uh, two spirits movement, well, then I think we may actually have our connection. Uh, excellent, excellent stuff. Okay, Rhoda is a friggin' snake. Yes, he is a friggin' snake. Oh, man. Okay, so I want to get a little bit serious now. This is a story that came out of um, Australia in the last 24 hours. So uh, they've done a little bit more research to determine what the actual constituents are of some of these clot shots. Now, if you'll remember, like two years ago, I brought you guys a story talking about the makeup of these jabs and suggesting that there is a distinct possibility that these – these clot shots could be actually rewriting your DNA. And over the course of these last two years, I have brought you more evidence to suggest that that is possible. Well, now scientists 
are saying as much after they've investigated just what the hell is going on. So back in early 20, 20, earlier this year, uh, a genomic scientist by the name of Kevin McErnan uh, made an accidental discovery. He was running an experiment in a Boston lab, and he used some of the vials they had of mRNA Pfizer and Moderna COVID vaccines as controls. Now, when he looked at the vaccines, he was shocked to find that they allegedly contained tiny fragments of plasmid DNA. Now, McKernan is no slouch. He's got over 25 years of uh, experience in the field. He ran the experiment again. He confirmed that, yes, in fact, these vials contained up to 18 to 70 more times the DNA contamination then the legal limits are allowed by the European Medicines Agency and by the Food and Drug Administration. So in particular, he was alarmed to find the presence of an SV40 promoter in the Pfizer vaccine trials. This is uh, uh, another, uh, another element of these vaccines that I told you about previously. This is the same monkey cancer causing virus that was in the polio vaccines that caused the cancer epidemic in the United States. But this is a sequence that they specifically continue to use to drive DNA into the nucleus. Why would they need to push new DNA into the nucleus of your cells? Well, they do it in gene therapies when they want to rewrite your genome. This is something that regulatory agencies around the world have said is not possible with the mRNA vaccines. They've told you, of course, that it was safe and effective. We know it's not safe. We know it's not effective. And now you know that it may have been in the process of rewriting your very DNA. Are you even human anymore if you've taken these things? Now, knowing that the contamination has not been disclosed by the manufacturers during the regulatory process, McKernan actually raised the alarm. He posted his findings to Twitter and he made an article on Substack uh, and he called out other scientists to see if they could replicate his findings. Well, that's exactly what scientists did. Remember the old adage, trust the science. So other scientists did the exact same experiment. They determined that their findings were the same as his findings, although they had varying degrees of DNA contamination that they found in their own vials of these mRNA clot shots. So it suggests that there is an inconsistency uh, depending on the batch, which also makes sense because we've talked about varying levels of of adverse side effects that occur uh, depending on the batch. You may have a batch uh, that gives people no side effects. You may have a batch that gives people just a ton of side effects. But one of these uh, side, excuse me, one of these scientists who looked into this and verified the findings uh, is a cancer genomics expert by the name of Philip Buckholtz. Uh, he is a proponent of the mRNA platform, and he's actually a recipient of Pfizer's COVID vaccine himself. So early in September, just this year, he shared his findings in the South Carolina Senate hearing on this subject. He said, I'm kind of alarmed about this DNA being in the vaccine. It's different from RNA because it can be permanent. So I just want to reiterate that there is a possibility that by taking one of these clot shots, you are putting yourself at risk to potentially have your DNA rewritten for good, that you cannot undo it. There is one thing to remove toxins from your body. If DNA is overwritten so that your own cells begin to produce this new DNA sequence, there is no 
rolling that clock back. He said this is a very real hazard. He said that the contaminant DNA fragments are going to end up integrating with a person's genome and become a permanent fixture in the cell. This is going to lead to autoimmune problems. It's going to lead to cancers in some people. He also noted that these genome changes can last for generations. You can pass it on to your children. That's frightening. Absolutely frightening. He also alleges that the presence of high levels of the contaminant DNA in the mRNA vaccine may cause some of the rare but serious side effects. Not so rare, as we know. They're absolutely pretty common. Uh, But these DNA fragments can cause things like death from cardiac arrest. Uh, I wonder if they can also cause uh, giant blood clots uh, that you find in uh, the arteries of people who have been vaccinated. I think this is a real serious regulatory oversight that happened at the federal level. Is it really, though? Is it really? Are you sure? You sure about that? You sure about that? You sure? Is it a regulatory oversight or was it done by design? I think that many of us would believe that this was done by design because the elites of this world have had a stated goal of reducing the world population. And Bill Gates himself said, we're going to do it with vaccines. I thought vaccines were supposed to help people, but they were supposed to make people better, not kill them. Well, seems their wildest dreams have come true. Now, Dr. Buckholtz have uh, the same concerns as Dr. McKernan. Uh, They presented their findings to the FDA in June. The Food and Drug Administration has known about this. I haven't heard them say anything about it. Have you? At the time that this article was written, this is just in the last 24 hours, neither of them have received any response from the FDA on whether or not they have tried to look into this themselves. Now, Dr. Buckholtz said in the Senate hearing he testified at that uh, he had emailed his findings to the FDA. He hasn't heard anything either. Now, in Australia, you've got an agency called the Therapeutic Goods Administration. They maintain that COVID vaccines cannot alter a person's DNA. A spokesperson for that agency said the mRNA in the vaccines does not enter the nucleus of cells and is not integrated into the human genome. Thus, the mRNA does not cause genetic damage or affect the offspring of vaccinated individuals. Do you like that? Do you like that slippery turn of phrase there? The mRNA in the vaccines does not enter the nucleus of cells and therefore does not integrate into the human genome. Well, as the two experts in this field stated early in this article, it's not the mRNA in the vaccines that enter your DNA. It's the plasmid DNA that's in these vaccines that enters your DNA and alters your genome. They also said all batches of COVID vaccines distributed to Australians have been tested for the presence of contaminants, including residual DNA template levels. Now, that may or may not be true. I know that there are certainly people in um, Australia who have had uh, adverse effects as well. Uh, They also said that a legal case has been filed in the Australian federal court as of July this summer that alleges that this regulatory body, the TGA, is not the appropriate regulator of COVID mRNA vaccines because under the Gene Technology Act definition of 2000, the DNA contamination 
is a genetically modified organism. So the plaintiff is a doctor from Victoria, pharmacist and Dr. Julian Fridge, uh, and he's seeking an injunction to stop Pfizer and Moderna from distributing their mRNA clot shots because they never obtained a license from the Office of the Gene Technology Regulator, which is the agency that should be overseeing these specific shots. Now, the TGA did not require tests for genetotoxicity or carcinogenity before providing provisional approval and eventually the full registration of both the Moderna and Pfizer COVID vaccines that they ended up giving. Their guidance strongly suggests such tests should be undertaken where there exists a risk of harm to human health. And clearly, we know from these vaccines, these mRNA clot shots, that that's exactly what happens. Now, McKernan has uh, provided expert advice on this case, the same case that's going right now before Australian courts, and he agrees that the DNA contamination in these mRNA vaccines fits the Australian legal definition of a genetically modified organism. And if you take one of these clot shots, you now fit the definition of a genetically modified organism. What does that mean for your rights? Uh, Does that put you into a new category of person? Uh, are, are they going to be able to treat you differently than a person who's born naturally? I mean, there's been talk for years uh, about how we would handle the personage of, say, a clone, uh, somebody who was genetically modified and, uh, and, and born in a lab. What if they don't have uh, what if they don't have families? What, what if it's, it's just a body? It's a, a, a moving, uh, breathing, living automaton. Are they considered to be a person? Well, We've also got the mRNA in these clot shots. Uh, this is the second component of the mRNA vaccines. Uh, that is outside of the boundaries of the genetically modified organism. Uh, but it is actually modified RNA that's wrapped in the lipid nanoparticles. I saw some just terrible stuff yesterday about uh, a nurse who had taken a couple of of the uh, Pfizer COVID shots because she wanted to keep her job. uh, And they were finding these uh, uh, like this hydrogel in her blood. Uh, You could tell that it just it wasn't blood. It wasn't supposed to be in there. Now, the case in Australia argues that this lipid lipid nanoparticle modified RNA complex also falls under the legal definition of a GMO. And in the same way as the DNA contamination, it was going to have the capacity to enter the nucleus and integrate into the human genome. Uh, I'm sure you'll also remember when these shots were first announced, Mark Zuckerberg on a private call with his Facebook employees told people that this was probably going to modify your DNA. You probably shouldn't take it. We've also got a number of other studies uh, who have cited the case materials uh, showing the presence of spike protein in the mRNA in the nucleus of human cells. Also, the uh, evidence that acquired immune traits passed down to the offspring of mice. So again, you're going to pass down these genetic defects to the children of the next generation. Now, this suggests that once it's in the nucleus, the vaccine mRNA can be transferred and integrated with chromosomal DNA. You guys, I mean, I, I hate to be the harbinger of, uh, of of doom here, but I feel like if there's anything out there right now that could potentially spell abject disaster for the human race, it's these shots. <clears throat> when you take both of the lipid nanoparticle modified RNA complexes and this recently discovered DNA contamination that's present in both of the mRNA clot shots – Every single person who's been injected with these products 
has received a genetically modified organism that has not been put through the rigorous regulatory process that is required in Australia. And the human genome could be permanently changed. No one was informed. No one was given informed consent. Now, uh, I wonder if this action that we see here, uh, the decisions on how to proceed with the vaccines, the ingredients that they wanted included in there, if they were part of uh, an extinction level plan for the people of the world, I wonder how much the CIA had to do with it. Because we've just learned that the CIA uh, actually brought Dr. Anthony Fauci in uh, to influence the opinions of important people in the government so that they would be more comfortable uh, and and depend on the production of these vaccines. So Dr. Anthony Fauci was brought into the CIA's own headquarters. Uh, They also did not record his entry because they needed his help to influence the agency's reviews of the origins of the COVID-19 pandemic. Remember, the CIA said, oh, yeah, it definitely came from bat soup. Uh, However, we now know that it definitely came from the Wuhan Institute of Virology, no matter how it was made. That was the epicenter. Now, Fauci at that time was, of course, the director of the NIAID. They brought him into CIA headquarters. They made no record of his entry into the building. Uh, There is no record of the information he spoke about while he was in there. Uh, However, committee chair of the Health and Human Services Committee, uh, Ohio Representative Brad Wenstrup, uh, spoke about the concerns that the COVID-19 virus likely originated from a biolab in Wuhan. Uh, And uh, also there's a question of whether public health organizations and maybe Dr. Anthony Fauci himself played a role in covering that up. I mean, that question, as far as I'm concerned, has already been answered. Dr. Anthony Fauci's own emails describe uh, the cover up in detail. Uh, He goes into uh, discussions about how they have to squash the lab leak theory, how they cannot allow people to know that's where it came from, because obviously if this thing came from a biological lab, well, then it becomes much more likely that it's a biological weapon. Uh, So the CIA had to get this uh, this this story out telling people that uh, essentially you're crazy for thinking that it came from a biolab, maybe because they had a presence in that biolab. So Dr. Anthony Fauci also apparently lied about the risks of long covid Uh, It's been exaggerated. They've distorted the actual possible risks of it. Um, I I don't know like what the truth about this stuff is. I can tell you that uh, there are people who have remained sick. I think largely it's due to people who were vaccinated. Uh, They tend to get sick over and over and over again. Um, But Anthony Fauci and and the, the U.S. government would have you believe that long COVID can kill you for up to two years. Uh, Is it really COVID that's going to kill you uh, at the end of the day? Or is it uh, the medicines they give you? Is it uh, the the clot shot that they forced upon you? The type of research they've done on long COVID uh, has uh, essentially been flawed from the very beginning. They, They gave overly broad 
case definitions. They, they had no control groups. Uh, they distorted the data when they were able to receive it. Uh, they are uh, looking into the consequences uh, of the increased societal anxiety. Also, healthcare spending, healthcare systems have a vested interest in convincing you that you've got long COVID because if you've got long COVID, then they continue to treat you for COVID. They continue to get paid for COVID. Uh, And so therefore, they don't diagnose you for other things. And maybe uh, you end up with a chronic condition that has nothing to do with COVID, but that's just what they tell you. And then, of course, they're going to continue to give you medicine, which really doesn't do anything. Uh, So everything they say is a lie. Everything they tell us is fake. It's all fake and gay, every single bit of it. And Dr. Anthony Fauci is a war criminal as far as I'm concerned. All right, I want to end the show today by talking about the situation at the southern border because Kevin McCarthy just made an announcement that they will not be agreeing to any spending increases unless Joe Biden and the Democrats shut down the southern border. We've got a situation in New York where an illegal alien bit off an NYPD sergeant's finger. Uh, This was a a 28-year-old Lenny Rodriguez Cruz. Uh, He slammed into an NYPD vehicle and proceeded to smash into three other vehicles. Uh, And then the police got him out. Uh, They were trying to uh, get him to uh, submit. And he bit off a portion of that sergeant's finger. I mean, you can see, I mean, you, you can't see it there, but I mean, it's half of his finger is freaking gone. This is absolutely disgusting. This is the kind of animals they're allowing through the southern border. Now, I can tell you this, you know, in the same way the American people are witnessing what they're doing to Donald Trump and they're supporting Donald Trump as a result of it. They look at what Joe Biden has done to the southern border. They look at the toll it's taken on America. They look at these overburdened cities like Chicago and New York and they say, hell no, we don't want this. We never wanted this. This is not what we signed up for. And so now polling is showing that bipartisan across the board, people are not happy. We've got a 23% approval rating for Biden currently based upon his uh, performance at the border. Uh, That was uh, mid-month this month. Uh, This shows an eight-point shift since February, early this year. Biden at that time had a 28% support and 59% opposition. It's just getting worse and worse for him. 55% of voters want Biden to be tougher on immigrants, illegal aliens trying to cross the border. Uh, This poll shows that Only 15% prefer an easier policy. That should tell you how many leftoid, blue-haired weirdos there are in this country. 15%. Uh, And also 34% uh, approve of Biden's migration policy with 66% now disapproving. That is across the board, not just among Republicans, but among Democrats as well. Take a look at this. This is an example, a shocking example of illegals just crossing into the United States. Uh, this is the the beach in San Diego uh, where they have wall set up. It's not the best wall. Um, and certainly they've done nothing to um, <laughs> to make it any better. But uh, here we go. You have a group of migrants that are jumping through an opening in the fence at a construction site. Boom, boom, boom. Run through. This is Tijuana right here. This is San Diego right here. Got construction workers right there. They're like, you know, I don't know what to do. Not stopping them. 
There goes a dog. We just had an illegal dog run through. Are you kidding me? <laughs> He's probably got fleas. <laughs> oh, my God. Yep. Wide open. Wide open. Just coming on through. It's so bad at the southern border that even Elon Musk is planning a visit to Eagle Pass. He says it's a serious issue, as it is. It definitely is. Joe Biden hasn't even headed down to Eagle Pass. And we've got Elon Musk, the owner of X, uh, the founder of Twitter, not the founder of Twitter, the founder of Tesla, the founder of PayPal. He's the one heading down there. Uh, he's going to be talking to Texas Representative Tony Gonzalez when he heads down there. Um, here, here is another video uh, from a drone. Uh, this is that train that was riding in with thousands and thousands. Uh, L31 Groom says, hi, Zach. I finally made it live. Thank you for all you do. Thank you very much for being here. I appreciate it. Let's go ahead and watch this video. Oh, you know what? I got to open it up on X. And there's no audio, but look at all those illegals. That's Joe Biden's America right there. Bringing them in. Look at that Venezuelan flag. They're coming from far away, you guys. Because they know we're not going to do anything to stop them. They know it's open season at the border. <clears throat> so Elon Musk going to come here. Now, couple that with the soft on crime attitude in general across America. Uh, in the past year, America has lost $112 billion from retailers due to uh, retail theft. PJM is my username. Off topic, but do you have an email I can send you links on the Arkansas Bitcoin forums? Yes, I do. Uh, you can send it to redpill78 at proton.me. <clears throat> Redpill78 at Proton.me. So you guys have seen this in action. You've got retail theft going on at an unprecedented level in these Democrat-run cities. They set this arbitrary number under $500, and basically they're not going to charge you. Uh, the people who work there, they're not going to stop you. They're going to get video. Uh, you've got these plastic safety nets, which are all over the place. And uh, basically stop people from being able to steal things. However, they can still steal things. I want to show you a video of uh, Pittsburgh. I think it's Pittsburgh. It's maybe someplace else in Pennsylvania. But this is a target. I want to show you the lengths they went to to stop people from stealing things. And it did no good. Security guards right out front, cameras inside and out, and items under lock and key. Corporate says in a statement... Before making this decision, we invested heavily in strategies to prevent and stop theft and organized retail crime in our stores, such as adding more security members, using third-party guard services, and implementing theft deterrent tools across our business. And the only target in Pittsburgh on Century Boulevard permanently closing. I know they've had a little bit of trouble here. They have lots of security, but I had no idea that Target was going to do this. I've got all of my prescriptions here. And I don't know what I'm going to do. Target officials saying they can't keep operating the stores because theft and organized retail crime are threatening the safety of their employees and customers. They get away with taking $500 and nothing happens to them today. It's insane. I don't know what to say about that because I don't think it's, it's that serious that they should go out of business. 
He doesn't think it's that serious they should go out of business. We're talking about hundreds of billions of dollars that have been lost. We're talking about abject lawlessness across America. We're talking about families ruined. We're talking about neighborhoods destroyed. It's a big freaking deal. It's a big freaking deal. So Target is closing. CVS is closing. They're going to close 900 stores by the end of 2024. And it's all because of shoplifting. Target is closing nine stores in Democrat-run cities. They're not closing in cities where Republicans are in charge. We've got a Target up the street from us. I wouldn't want to use it because they're dirty train lovers. <laughs> sorry, I'm sorry. Uh, I just had to say something. But uh, I, I, I'm not going to support them because they're kid groomers. That's the truth of it right there. But uh, in our town, they're not going to close down. They're not going to stop business because people here don't run in and steal things in an organized fashion. CVS and Target have done so much to curb this problem, this epidemic all across America, and it's done no good. So Democrats uh, and uh, and the people that are their constituents, they're simply just not going to have any place to shop anymore. People are going to have to start uh, bartering and, uh, and, and I guess, stealing from each other because they're not going to be able to steal from these stores anymore. Now, uh, to the uh, the now this is unrelated, but it ties into it. But there were some murder charges against a cop in Philadelphia. There was a shooting of a suspect. Uh, he was found not guilty, or rather the charges against him were dropped. A uh, judge dismissed it, and uh, and the people of Chicago, or the people of uh, Philadelphia went absolutely insane. Take a look. This is this is what happens, okay? This is the reason why these stores are closing. <laughs> uh-oh. 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 Die! 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 That's, oh my God. Free Philly! Free Philly! Okay, don't touch him! Oh my God, record this! 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 They had me! Record this! That wasn't an isolated incident. Okay, the whole city of Philadelphia was like that. They looted the Apple store, Nike stores, Lululemon, Foot Locker. Total chaos. Total chaos. Take a look at this. Here's here's some, some more footage. Okay. Gets worse. Breaking news to get to tonight. Video showing people breaking into stores right in Center City, Philadelphia. Officers saying these people were not part of the protesters who were upset following a judge's dismissal of all charges against former Philadelphia police officer Mark Dial. Yeah, people can be seen carrying arms full of merchandise after breaking into this footlocker on Chestnut Street. Monday night, I'm Gray Hall with Sari Williams. Uh, the big story tonight on Action News is breaking news of reports of looting tonight on the streets of Philadelphia. Well, this does come hours after Here city officials. I want to get to some we good footage. See, it looks like 15th Street all the way to 18th Street have been blocked off and within were hit by looters. Now, like you mentioned, police Apple stores empty. They don't believe the individuals responsible are tied to that peaceful protest from earlier. Uh, 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 these are not the peaceful protesters. No, these are just people who are looking to take advantage of a situation. My ass. 
The peaceful protesters are the same people, because they're not peaceful, they're the same people who are breaking into these stores, who are looting, who are robbing, who are stealing. Now, you know, I think this has more to do with um, uh, location than perhaps demographics. You know, we're talking about cities that have been run by Democrats that have just, you know, completely lost their way. These kids have never been taught how to exist in civil society. Take a look. This is the Foot Locker getting robbed. Always a Foot Locker. A lot of stores here in both Center City and Rittenhouse. This is the Foot Locker along Chestnut Street. And you can see crowds of people running in and out of the stores, carrying merchandise, clothes, shoes, all weaving in and out of tra traffic on Chestnut Street. And then we even spoke to a witness who was in Rittenhouse. I'm going to go to this video because this is video outside. Hold on. Hawaii 50 Assembly. You're not telling the truth. That's why we don't like the fake media. You are the people that get we get to we go to to get the news, but you're not telling it correctly. What am I not telling correctly? What exactly am I not telling correctly? There was looting in the streets of Philadelphia as a result of this guy having the charges dropped against him. This is not the way to get your point across. OK, and, and this is not an isolated incident. All right. Uh, I just gave you the examples of CVS and Target being destroyed by organized thievery. And they didn't even need a court case to riot. Every time there's something that goes not their way, they go out and they go riot. They go out and they go steal. They break down. Why is it? Tell me, what am I reporting incorrectly? When you take a look at these Democrat-run areas— and all of the businesses are closing. People can't park their cars in the street. People get robbed. People get stabbed. What exactly am I reporting incorrectly? <laughs> yeah, I'll wait because I don't know what it is. Uh, you know, I I'm happy to hear your uh, your opinion on it. Uh, but this doesn't happen in conservative areas. This doesn't happen in areas where people value uh, morals and ethics. Unfortunately, this is happening in areas where the people have been abandoned, where the people have been essentially left to fend for themselves. OK, uh, Ch Chicago is a war zone. Tell me I'm wrong. <laughs> OK. All right. Uh, yeah, I think that's it. So uh, we are going to go ahead and end it there. And uh, people are getting paid to rob the stores. So it looks like they went out of business because all of the looting. That's not the reason United States Corporation is bankrupt and they don't want people are getting paid to rob the stores. Well, I mean, they may be getting paid to rob the stores. They're certainly robbing the stores so that they can get paid. I don't know what comes first, the chicken or the egg. We're talking about organized retail theft here. We're talking about organized crime. That is built around the action of retail theft because they know they can rob a certain amount. Now, what happened last night in Philadelphia, uh, that was uh, essentially a response to this police officer having his charges dropped. Were there opportunists in the crowd? Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, but these people robbing these businesses, that has nothing to do with the corporation of the United States. So Hawaii 50 Assembly, you know, I I'm sorry if we disagree on this, but I'm not actively trying to report anything incorrectly. And I'm certainly not trying to lead anybody astray. Uh, this is my opinion. <laughs> That's what this is. My opinion. Uh, OK, so let's continue. Uh, and, uh, yes, I'd love to see some evidence. If you have, uh, uh, specific information about people being paid to rob these stores so that they go out of business, you know, present it. I'll, I'll present it if you can give it to me.
Yes. Uh, okay. So let me just say thank you to Redeemed Patriot. Thank you for the cookie. Filter Dog One. Thank you, CL Goober. Thank you, Filter Dog One, for the can. Thank you, Sean Joe, for the can. Thank you, Karen Allen, 43, for the cookie. Thank you, Filter Dog One. Uh, the WhatsApp was the same day as the wire transfer. Yes, uh, I think it might have been. I don't have it pulled up anymore, so I can't verify that. Uh, Vader360 dropped a ship, says, Keep up the great work. I appreciate that. Old Home 29, thank you for the can. Sean Joe, thank you for the cookie. Porpoiseful, thank you for the cookie. And Filter Dog One, thank you for the can. All right, you guys. Uh, LKW Cross says that thank you, Zach. I've been lurking and listening. And uh, Chakra Heart says, Zach, your opinion is correct. Okay, Hawaii 50 Assembly, please listen to my comments. I do like listening to you and all the podcasters, but you're not telling it correctly. These people are being paid to go rot. Okay, so I'm listening to your comments and I'm asking you, to give me something that I can reference. How do you know that these people are being paid to rob these businesses? I know that there is organized retail theft. There are gangs that work together to steal and based upon the proceeds of the things they steal, that's how they make their money, okay? And yeah, there are probably like, they probably have like mid-level managers, okay? Like I'll give you uh, $500 if you can get this much uh, you can get this much merchandise. But I think I believe that what we saw last night was not simply related to that. Certainly the uh, stuff that we're seeing at Target and CVS, I mean, obviously I'm talking about organized retail theft. So, yeah, there is a financial component here, but this is not only related to that. There is multiple layers happening here. You've got people who take advantage of a situation who as soon as uh, there's uh, many people in the street, they go riot and they go break down windows and they go steal as much as they can. Uh, I think that when you're looking at a scenario where 30 people run into an Apple store and steal everything inside of two minutes, yeah, that's like the most egregious example of organized retail theft. But I think that your statement <clears throat> paints a blanket picture and you're saying that all of it is due to one example, one specific thing. I'm saying that a portion of it is, but it's not all of it. So I think in that regard, we can agree to disagree unless you have something that you want to present to me that suggests that all of the people who stole from Philadelphia stores last night um, were specifically paid to do so. Uh, I just, I don't think that's possible unless you have some connection to these groups and you, you, you are getting inside information. Tell it to me, tell it to me. If there's a story here, if there is some evidence to suggest that what you're saying is the only truth, then I'll present it. But I don't know that to be the truth. I don't know that because all I have is my opinion and, uh, and, and the information that I've received. So anyways, um, you're taking the point all in a different direction. Well, then <laughs> I don't understand how you saying the United States is a corporation has anything to do with any of these other corporations that are being robbed. Because what I'm saying is what I've been talking about this entire time. So I think maybe you are on a different subject. And, you know, what I take offense to is you telling me that I'm fake news and that I'm reporting something wrong. I'm asking you for evidence to support your supposition so that I can go ahead and examine it and draw my own conclusions and perhaps bring it to the audience. All right, you guys, uh, there is nothing left over there on um, 
Oh, on Rumble, I've got nothing over here on Ko-Fi, so let me just, uh, one more time, I just want to uh, show you guys what happens when, oh, actually, you know what, before we go, I I have to give a shout out to the final sponsors of the program. First of all, uh, my friends at OnenessDrops.com, if you guys wouldn't mind, uh, when you go to OnenessDrops.com, you can purchase your chlorine dioxide water purification kits, and when you do, use code RP78 to save 15% off your purchase. Chlorine dioxide is very important. It creates uh, the need for, uh, well, everybody has the need for clean, drinkable water. If you're out camping, if you're out hiking, if the ish hits the fan and you don't have potable water like they don't in uh, some places in Hawaii, then you can make your own clean water. It kills all kinds of pathogens. And uh, you can download, uh, okay, send me an email uh, to my Proton Mail if you guys want the course and the book for the universal antidote. Uh, there's been a couple of people who have written to my Gmail recently, and I, I lost the emails. So if you're one of those people who wants the chlorine dioxide information, send it to my Proton Mail, and I will happily send you these documents. Uh, and then you can get started. But go to onenessdrops.com, use code RP78, save 15% off your chlorine dioxide water purification kits. And then uh, you can also head on over to preparewithredpill78.com. These are my friends at My Patriot Supply. They make survival food, which lasts for up to 25 years. We've got over 2,000 calories a day per meal per person, 21 different varieties of food. Uh, please definitely look into this because if something happens and you don't have the ability to get fresh food, if you live in Philadelphia and there's no more grocery stores because people have robbed all the stuff, uh, well, then maybe having this on hand could save your life. Uh, and then, of course, um, Mike Lindell and MyPillow.com. When you use code RP78, you can save up to 80% off their incredible products there, uh, whether it's the MyPillow mattress topper, the mattress itself, the Giza Dream sheets, the slippers, the robes, whatever it might be. Definitely use my code RP78 because when you purchase from MyPillow.com using my code, Mike Lindell gives me a small portion of the proceeds and it could make all the difference uh, in helping me to stay on the air. And then don't forget about my friends at C60Evo.com forward slash RedPill78. This is an incredible product that delivers some amazing results. They're going to be back this weekend Uh, You guys can ask them your questions about the uh, science behind it, about the ways that you can use it. Uh, But once again, c60evo.com forward slash redpill78, and then you use code redpill78 to save an additional 10% off your order while you're there. I want to thank everybody for being here, and uh, sorry if I got heated. I take issue when people tell me that I'm fake news because uh, my heart is in this for the right reasons, and if I'm telling you guys something, uh, it's because uh, I have information to back it up or Uh, I have a strongly held opinion about it. I will never, never lead you astray. I will never intentionally give you bad information, and I will never ask you to stop asking questions. Good luck. God bless. I hope to see you tonight at 9 p.m. on Altered State with myself and Brad Getz on Bad Lanes Media. We'll see you.